Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome in. I am Zach Bingham. He is Sam Phelan. This is A to Z Sports, and we are powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today and use a special promo code today, ATOZ200. We'll talk more about that throughout the course of the show, but ATOZ200 on BetMGM. We love BetMGM. We also got to thank our presenting sponsors. They make this wheel turn, this wheel spin. Speaking of, of wheels spinning, Get you a brand new set of wheels spinning down the road at Wilson County Hyundai. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's fbhp.com slash A to Z. Change your health plan today. The Bone and Joint Institute, in which we love, right down there in Franklin and satellite locations all across Middle Tennessee. And Hughes and Coleman. They're the sponsor here on A to Z Sports. And they're also the official injury lawyer of the Tennessee Titans. So we're joining forces here. We, we all love Hughes and Coleman, including the Titans, including A to Z Sports. If you get injured in a car wreck, that's who you should call Hughes and Coleman. All right, Sam, big show today because of this Tom Brady news. But before we get to that, and then even a little bit before we get to talking about the comeback of all comebacks that we've seen in a long time down in Duval County, Super wild card weekend went as follows. You had the San Francisco 49ers essentially blowing out the Seahawks. You had that epic game between the Jags and the comeback on the LA Chargers that completely just blew, you know, a 20 point lead. Then Sunday, the Dolphins actually gave a fight at the end. They didn't have enough in the tank, but the Bills, they ended up winning and beating Miami, beating Miami up there in Buffalo. The Giants and Minnesota, it was kind of similar. The Dolphins didn't have enough ga- gas, and the Vikings didn't have enough gases. Check down Charlie, Kirk Cousins, check down, turnover <laughs> on downs. And then last night, you had Baltimore uh, that was beaten by Cincinnati in Cincinnati. And then tonight, Dallas against Tampa. What was your initial reaction to Super Wild Card Weekend in some of those games? I mean, it was a great weekend of football. That was my reaction. I mean, you, you look at whatever that was, the first five games, even that Seattle-San Francisco game was competitive for the first half, and then we kind of just got to watch the Niners blow them out and how fun it is to watch the San Francisco 49ers play football. But uh, all three games yesterday, great games. Like you said, Miami sticking in when nobody thought I would have taken – Uh, Buffalo minus 19 and a half, if you would have offered it to me. I thought that that was going to be an absolute blowout, but uh, the special teams, the defense coming up with a couple big touchdowns, Skylar Thompson, not great, kept them in the game, I guess. Uh, And, you know, really house money for the Dolphins, but five really, really good games of football. Uh, It was fun to watch the good young quarterback talent that we saw this weekend with Joe Burrow that you mentioned earlier. Even Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence uh, on Saturday night, and as bad as Trevor Lawrence was in the first half, to then watch Trevor Lawrence in the second half and the comeback that happened over there. 
Uh, and I think we're going to get another good one tonight, Zach. It was overall just uh, the NFL was uh, at its peak and refreshing coming off of that national championship game between Georgia and TCU to have a series of very, very competitive games here in the NFL playoffs. Yeah, and it, it was exciting. And, you know, one play for last night's game changed it, right? That And, you know, Baltimore was just trying to win that game at all costs. And they made some big plays. I think they surprised a lot of people. They sure surprised me with a backup quarterback. They were in that football game. And I think it would have been completely different. If they score on the goal line, now, you know, Cincinnati's playing catch up and Baltimore's not. So, uh, you know, some, some really good games. And we'll find out tonight on Monday Night Football between Dak Prescott and the subject of today's show, Tom Brady. And over the weekend, we saw Ian Rappaport report this. Among the teams that would consider signing pending free agent Tom Brady, per Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet, the San Francisco 49ers, the Tennessee Titans, and the Las Vegas Raiders. There are three teams right there. And you have the 49ers who we know the connection to Tom Brady is he's been a 49ers fan as he was a kid, right? Seeing that we've seen the old pictures of him in a 49ers uniform and cheering on Joe Montana. You've got, you know, a situation with two other teams, though, with the Raiders and the Titans, that their quarterback situation is up in the air. I mean, I, I don't think anybody can really tell you what's going to happen and who's going to be quarterbacking the Raiders or the Titans starting in the 2023 season. The Raiders essentially are going to release David, or excuse me, Derek, his younger brother, Derek Carr, uh, if they can't trade him, which I don't think that they will be able to trade him. And, you know, Derek Carr is speaking at church on, and, and you know, reporters are probably, I don't know if you saw that, reporters I feel like are sitting in church listening to what Derek Carr is going to say because that's, you know, yeah. the, the closest that they're going to get to the situation. And then you've got the Titans who are on the horizon of a new general manager, a new offensive coordinator, some sort of a reset. You know, what was your feeling when you saw that report over the weekend? Where I mean, was it like, is this too early? Was it shocked? Was it this makes sense? How did you kind of digest the news from Ian Rappaport? Yeah, not shocked. Um, honestly, I was surprised to see the 49ers on there. I understand that they're going to be linked to Tom Brady the same way they're always linked to Aaron Rodgers. And it's the same reason, as you mentioned. Oh, well, the hometown connection, the fandom connection. And if they need a quarterback, I would be very surprised, especially seeing how they've performed of late, if Brock Purdy is not the starting quarterback for the 49ers next season. That, that doesn't feel possible to me to move on from him uh, given the success that they've had with him, I don't know about the Raiders. I don't know if Mark Davis can afford Tom Brady. I don't know if this is like a realistic possibility, but I'm not surprised. You know, we've done this merry-go-round year after year, the Mike Vrabel, Tom Brady connection. Um, it's always going to be floated around until Tom Brady retires. So no, I wasn't surprised to see that the Titans who need a quarterback who we're not sure what the deal with Ryan Tannehill is or who have a new GM coming in that their name is going to be floated out in the Tom Brady sweepstakes the same way I expect it to Zach with Aaron Rodgers, with Derek Carr, with every other free agent or available via trade market quarterback that's out there this offseason. I also think that this is something that is not talked about enough. 
when you're an aging quarterback, you have to look at what division you are playing in. Tom Brady, if he was playing in the AFC West this year, he's not making the playoffs. He's not playing tonight because you're competing against the Chargers who made the playoffs, the Chiefs, who's the number one team in the AFC. And let's face it, you know, the, 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 the Broncos were not good, but, you know, if you look at what Russell Wilson could be, I think that there's a possibility that they could, they could be better at some point. And then you see up there, you know, you've got the 49ers, the Titans and the Raiders all there. You know, I, I think this is a this is a big report when it comes to where Tom Brady can move and we also don't know, you know, it, does he have enough left in the tank, right? Like does he have enough juice right there to actually play another year and do you want a 40 essentially 5 46 year old quarterback, you know, he's 45 now, he's going to be 46 when you sign him, so he's basically 46. $30 million. So how, how his Bucks contract is structured, he can leave. And, you know, it's it's a player-friendly deal in the sense of he has the ability to move on. Signing bonus, just a roster bonus was $13 million. His signing bonus was $10 million. The yearly cash paid is $30 million. He's going to want that type of money. Do you want a 46-year-old quarterback in a brand-new system playing for your football team he is the GOAT. He can win games. But we've seen, I think, this year more than ever, at least I have. I've watched every snap that Tom Brady has played since he's been a Buccaneer and all this year. They got problems this year. They got big problems. So is a new team, you know, is that the 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 are, are can that be solved by just going to a new team? I think that's my question. Yeah, I mean that that is the the ultimate looming question with Tom Brady is the age factor is how close are you to a Super Bowl? Are you a quarterback away? And on top of that, Zach, I think you have to ask yourself the question, how much like how much are you willing to turn over to Tom Brady if he becomes your quarterback? Because we've seen this in Tampa without Bruce Arians there that Tom has kind of taken the reins as essentially being their head coach while he's the quarterback, right? Like he's taken a bit, lot of control over the situation in Tampa and things haven't gone great this year. So where is he with Mike Vrabel and his relationship with Mike Vrabel? And how do the two of them come together and what is the balance of power there? Does, I, I don't know, it's messy. Bringing in Tom Brady's messy because like you said, you can't get it wrong because he's so old, like you have to be willing to pay him and you have to feel like you're a quarterback away to get a 46 year old quarterback into your system. Like that is a sign of, okay, we are going to contend for a Super Bowl. That's not a retool. That is more of a like chips are all in type of deal. Yeah. For a certain amount of time. And look, Tiffany brings this up. You got to protect the guy. He, you know, she says that he would, he would crumble with D daily on the offensive line. If Tom Brady was the quarterback this season, Tom Brady's career would probably be over because he'd get hurt. Yeah. I mean, the number of hits or frustrated. So frustrated. I mean, can you imagine Tom Brady? I don't I don't know how much Bucks games you've watched this year, but early there was a tone about halfway through the season where Tom Brady was visibly like, you know, this is right around the divorce, right? So like 
visibly angry every snap, every end of the series, every punt. He's sitting there just in frustration. Imagine if he had Dennis Daly and some of the guys blocking for him that Ryan Tannehill, who got hurt, Malik Willis, who was running for his life, and then Josh Dobbs, who was running for his life. Imagine if that offensive line was protecting him. So I think there is, you bring that point up, Sam, which I think is valid, is if you're going to go for it, go for it, but can you go for it? Yeah, and I'll do you one more, like, Dennis Daly in that offensive line. And then he's throwing the ball to Robert Woods, who's dropping first downs 20 yards down the field. Like Tom Brady's not used to losing. So like, and I think that was apparent earlier this year with Tampa Bay that when things weren't going well, he was frustrations boiling over of him being like, this isn't how my teams are supposed to play around me. This isn't how this is supposed to work. So uh, yeah, uh, we're going to, yeah, a lot to dive into. It's, it is a loaded, loaded idea of, of course, you want the GOAT on your team, but how realistic is it to uh, expect success with Tom Brady? Yeah, well, let's get the chat involved and ask them. I, I'm actually very curious to, I think I know, but I, you know, there are, there's always a group of people in the chat that surprise me and say, hey, I'm going to go a different direction, but Let's ask this question. If you're the Titans, what would your interest level be in Tom Brady on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 to 10, if if you were the Titans, what would your interest level be on Tom Brady on a scale of 1 to 10? 10 being sign him right now, 1 being no thank you. So let us know your scale. But first, I am going to tell the fine folks about Farm Bureau Health Plans. FBHP.com is where to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan, and man, I'm so glad that I did. Plan on them for health, dental, and vision, 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Farm Bureau Health Plans. I switched to the beginning of 2022, and I'm really glad and happy that I did. And I carried it over to 2023 because of how good it was, honestly, of how, how it helped me. When I got sick, Last year, when I got the flu, when I got in a car accident and I had whiplash, I needed a, a, co- a health plan to cover me. Well, Farnborough Health Plans were, was there, and they saved me money compared to my old plan. So check them out at fbhp.com slash A to Z today. That's Farnborough Health Plans of Tennessee. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sports books, and they've got an offer today a little bit different. You alluded to it earlier, Zach, but BetMGM has a sign-up code, A-T-O-Z-200. That's A to Z-200 as the sign-up code. You can place a $10 bet wager on any pro football team to win their game, and you get a $200 Uh, of bonus money when any touchdown is scored in the game. Touchdowns are scored all the time, unless you're watching the Denver Broncos and the Indianapolis Colts, then you're probably going to see a touchdown scored, especially in these playoffs. So use that uh, code, that's A-T-O-Z-200, the sign-up code. Any touchdown is scored, you get $200, and that's regardless of whether or not your initial bet hits or not on BetMGM and the BetMGM app. That's right. Well, let's go to the chat, Sam. Uh, I'm curious to see exactly what the fine folks at home think. The question we are asking is on a scale of one to 10, if you were the Titans, what would be your interest level in Tom Brady? And we'll go back to the graphic because Ian Rappaport reported over the weekend that teams that have interest, and I'll go ahead and take that off there, uh, 
among the teams that will be interested in Tom Brady, 49ers, Titans, and Raiders right there. So let's go to the chat. One to 10. 10 being sign him right now. One being no thank you. Let's see what uh, what we have. Monsoon says four. Steven says four. Allen says zero. Low numbers to start. <clears throat> Daniel says four. Uh, Rike T says five. Wilbur says seven. Uh, Triton says three. Get rid of Tannehill from Hassan. That's not answering the, the question. Uh, Dylon says two. Andre says negative ten. Jared with a one. Tyler with a zero. <laughs> Kevo with a six. Kirk with a one. 7.5 from Young Mills. Eric with a five, Tony with a zero, Gene 1.2. There, Hassan says 10. So Hassan essentially says, get rid of Tannehill and sign Brady. Look, that's what you're saying. Say what you mean to me, what you say, Hassan, if that's exactly what uh, you think. Tall Texan says two, Honky Tonk says zero, uh, Mecco says three, Jamie is going with a one, double zeros from Sioto. Bama Brad says 10. He wants Brady. Lane says three. Butchie, one, zero. Aaron, nine. Jonathan, three. 8.5 from Michael. Tons and tons of numbers coming in. We appreciate all of those. Josh says one. Derek says two. Jeffrey with a 10. Carol with a one. So kind of all over the board. I did see a lot of low numbers. I saw some high numbers. Sam, where do you reside? And yeah. And well, real quick, Maurice, the report doesn't make sense. The 49ers already have three quarterbacks. Well, Maurice, you got to think about this. Brock Purdy right now is on a rookie contract, and he is cheap as cheap can be. So that's a positive for the 49ers. Trey Lance is still on a rookie deal. So he is cheap as cheap can be. Now I don't know what they do with him. I mean, he's, that's- he's more expensive than, than Brock Purdy because of where they were selected. And then you've got Jimmy Garoppolo, who is expensive, that they chose not to trade. And Jimmy G is not going to be on the 49ers next year. Now they're going to move away from him. He's finally going to play for a different football team. So, you know, they've got two cheap quarterbacks. If And I don't know what the 49ers are thinking. I do think we kind of talked through that of the connection of Tom Brady, of like talking about wanting to play for the 49ers before and taking that into account. But Sam, if you're the Titans... What's your interest level in Tom Brady? What should it be? Yeah, well, selfishly, if I'm Sam Phelan, I say 10 because covering Tom Brady would be a lot of fun. So I'm all in for that. But if I'm the Titans, it's a four for me, Zach. That is the number that I have written down. Unless he's coming with a significant pay cut, I have a hard time seeing how it makes the Titans any better in 2023 to bring in Tom Brady to replace Ryan Tannehill with all of the pieces around him that we mentioned earlier. You don't have an offensive line that excels in pass protection. You have a running back in Derrick Henry that you play through, and it does Derrick Henry no favors to have a 46-year-old statue at quarterback for the Titans. That doesn't open anything up. Uh you are saving $17.8 million if you cut Ryan Tannehill this season, but Tom Brady's probably going to make that by himself. He's already making 15 with the bucks this year with a $35 million cap hit. If he has a similar cost to Tannehill, I don't know if you get much better. And I think you're better off either taking a, a cheaper veteran quarterback or a drafted quarterback playing them 
and trying to use the cap money of the cap savings from Tannehill to build or and surround yourself with other pieces and other weapons. You have a lot of holes. Tom Brady doesn't do it for me, not at the cost, not at the age, not with the lack of mobility. If they were a quarterback away, absolutely. But And you have to check in. He is the GOAT. It's a four for me, though. It doesn't feel like the right timing and the right fit for Brady right now. I'm going to do something, and I'm going to go against the rules. I'm at a zero. I mean, I, 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 I'm at a, a zero. Yeah. I, I don't think – now, I was at like a 10 three years ago, and I was I, – on this show, if you watched, I was, you go get Tom Brady. Brian Tannehill just led you to an AFC championship. I did not care. You go get Tom Brady. He still had gas left in the tank. But, Sam, I'm at a dead-ass zero because I've watched Tom Brady – and he's a shell of himself. It's like, and this is going to age me a little bit, Sam, but it's like Pam Anderson. It's really cool in 1996, <laughs> but she's got four husbands since then and two kids and hepatitis C. I don't know if she's cleared <laughs> that up since now, but you know, I don't want any part of that. It's not cool. It's yeah. not good. And you don't have what you need to protect Tom Brady, you are ways away. Now, you can redo and retool the offensive line, but you don't know. I mean, you got uh, essentially, you've got MP, MPF on the right side that will be a second year that went through some rookie struggles. Yeah, Nate Davis, who's also had his struggles. Ben Jones, you don't even know if he's going to be back and what he's going to be in his career. You don't have a left tackle. And you've got a questionable left guard. So, like, all of the – you can't do that to Tom Brady. That is no. not fair to Tom Brady. So, don't do it. I'm at a zero. Tom Brady needs to go to a team that has a little bit more stability. And the Titans don't have stability as of now. Sam, they just lost seven in a row. They were seven and three and completely wet themselves and walked around. They wet themselves and ran a marathon. And now they're chafed to no end. That's just what the situation is. And I, you know, weird analogies today, but they're the truth. So I'm at a zero. You do not, you do not sign Tom Brady. He's 46 years old. Even though him and Mike Vrabel are buddies, that, you again, you should have been the second guy that she married, not the fifth. So, like, that, that's the difference. Uh, you, yeah. Tom Brady doesn't need the Titans, and the Titans don't need Tom Brady. Well, and on top of that, too, you have a new general manager coming in, Zach, and I think the most exciting thing for Titans fans and the organization as a whole is a new GM that can build the Titans in his image to be a regular contender, to, to have this new era of football, a different style of offense, maybe, these different things. And he has to create an identity of this roster. That is going to be the goal as soon as he gets in here to start creating some turnover and build up a new identity of this roster. You bring in Tom Brady, your identity as a roster is Tom Brady's team. And that's it. Like, that is all that that is. So you well, have here's, to play here's, him, you have to compliment him. 
And you mentioned the offensive line. I look at the weapons too. I mean, the reason it's worked well in Tampa or at least stayed afloat in Tampa is Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. And, and the fact that you might not even have weapons of that caliber on top of the offensive line is just more reason why it feels like you can't do it. Well, and to that point, like this year, you would have rather had Tom Brady than Todd Downing, right? At quarterback, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. But Todd Downing's fired. So you're you're now trying to fix a problem maybe for a longer term, not just put a Band-Aid right. over it, right? Well, if this the, is a Band-Aid, but you have a, a – there's a Morgan Wallet quote. You can't put a Band-Aid over a bullet hole. You know, like – you it you've gotten shot putting a band-aid over that is not going to do you any good you're coming with all the analogies today you need you need a surgeon to get that bullet out of your body and then you need stitches you need ointment you need iodine i mean you need a lot of other things that that a band-aid is not going to help you do and so that that's my my view of this tom brady would have been great for this past year because your offensive coordinator was incompetent and really, I mean, hurt hurt more than helped your football team and your head coach was stubborn enough to not relinquish of his duties because of all the things that were going on midseason. But it's not going to help you. Here's the last thing I'll say, Sam, and it is kind of foreshadowing of, of our, our topic that we're going to talk about later in the show, and that is, you're not just trying to like get two years. You've got the Texans that are retooling and they're going to get a new quarterback, the Colts that are retooling and they're going to get a new quarterback, and the Jacksonville Jaguars that just won their first playoff game since 2017 and won the division from you. Like they're not going anywhere because they're going to have young, somewhat talented quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence is a talented quarterback, whether he threw four picks or not. He's still talented. He's still the number one pick in the draft. And the Texans are going to get a high pick, and they're now ready for a new quarterback, right? So, like, you got to also look in the mirror of what that represents. Now, Tom Brady would probably want to go to the Titans because the AFC South is more likely winnable than the AFC West, right? Oh, yeah. No, uh, yeah, my last point here, too. Um I view Tom Brady as this. I view him as an upgraded version of Ryan Tannehill after post-ankle injury. The hobbled Ryan Tannehill that couldn't move that we saw. And we're like, well, he protects the football for the most part. He knows where to go with it, but he can't move back there. They have no offensive line and he keeps getting hit and injured. That is... uh, kind of how I, you know, put Tom Brady right now. He's maybe a better version of that. But we said all the time, the mobility of Ryan Tannehill is so big and essential for this offense. When you lost it, you lost a lot of your capabilities offensively. It's something Josh Dobbs did actually bring to the table that helped their offense be, you know, look like an NFL offense kind of the last two weeks of the year. And the recipe to win in the league now, as we just saw this past weekend, with the quarterbacks that are in the playoffs and the quarterbacks that are winning in the playoffs, is these younger, big arms. 
that are athletic guys that can beat you with their legs when they need to. That is the next era of quarterbacks. Tom Brady is not that right now. And I agree with you, Zach. You need more than one year, two years, because I don't view them as a quarterback away from a Super Bowl. I don't think anybody does. And if you do, you're not looking at the problems. Yeah, and I would I would contend that Tom Brady doesn't need the Titans. I think that like he's got At all look, right. Like <laughs> he also has to choose. You yeah. know, Peyton Manning chose the Broncos over the Titans when he was making his decision. And I think this is very similar. You got to be ready for that, right? You've got to be ready to, to protect and, and help that quarterback. Tom Brady doesn't need the Titans because the Titans aren't ready for Tom Brady. And then Brian brings up with all that said, that's why Brian thinks, that the Titans window is closed. They're about to blow this roster up, going to be drafting in the top 10 of the next few seasons. Brian, I think that's a little premature for January 16th. You may end up being correct, Brian. I'm not going to sit here and, and say there's no way, but we don't know enough. We got to see, you know, what if, I'll say that, what if they trade for Aaron Rodgers and hire Eric Bieniemy? Do you still think that same way, Brian? Probably not, right? So we just don't know. Now, the possibilities of that happening, who knows? Yeah. But we're, we, they haven't hired their new general manager. And that's why, and I get this a lot, you know, same as our Titans reporter, you, know, you talk to people, people are always trying to figure out from you, like what's going on because you're in the building, you ask questions, that, that's how it is. People ask me over the weekend multiple times, it's like, hey man, what do you think is going to happen with the Titans? Uh, you know, are they going to go after Aaron Rodgers? Is Derek Carr? And I tell them, I go, look, man, I, I, I cannot tell you anything be until they hire a general manager. It's, That's the first domino. It's the yeah, it's the first cog in the wheel. And the direction, like people say too, they're like, oh, is Derek Henry going to be back? Is so and so? It's like you don't know. You like you have to see who the general manager hire is, see who the offensive coordinator hire is potentially figure out what is their identity, what is their MO, what do they like to do. That will give you a sense of what direction the Titans go because the fun thing, I guess the frustrating thing as well of this offseason, is that they could go in just about any direction possible. They can blow it up, they can rebuild, they can go get Aaron Rodgers and push their chips in to go for the Super Bowl next year. They can make a you know, kind of a meddling move and kind of stay mired in mediocrity a little bit, but try and set themselves up long-term. There's a lot of different ways to go. And until you have a GM, you really don't know what their, their choice is going to be. So uh, I want to do this real quick before we talk Jags. I'm going to ask the chat and you a question. Who wins tonight, Bucks or Cowboys? Because I think this is going to be a good game because the Bucks are playing better. They're not playing great. The Cowboys just were playing terrible against Washington in week 18. The Bucs are hosting. The Cowboys have a lot of offense. I'm just curious to see what the chat says. Bucks or Cowboys? But So while that's floating in, I'm going to tell these people, these fine folks and you about the Bone uh, and Joint Institute right there in Franklin, Tennessee. Don't fumble on your recovery. Go to the Bone and Joint Institute if you have an injury that you've sustained. Maybe you've tweaked an ankle. Maybe it's a hip. Look, unfortunately – uh, one of my best friends was in Austria skiing. He was uh, in a European vacation, tore his ACL yesterday. Last run. You hate to see it. Well, you know, I'm going to say, hey, look, go to the Bone and Joint Institute. They can help you out. They got doctors that can steer you in the right direction. 
Don't fumble on your recovery. The Bone and Joint Institute right there, state-of-the-art facility in Franklin, Tennessee, and satellite locations all throughout Middle Tennessee. Look up online at the Bone and Joint Institute and find a location near you. All right, today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sports books. We're talking Bucks and Cowboys tonight. Who you think is going to win? If you're looking to get a little skin in the game, make sure you're doing it on BetMGM and you're signing up with sign up code ATOZ200. That's A to Z200. And if you place a $10 pregame wager on any pro football team to win, your first bet. Uh, gives you $200 for free as long as there's a touchdown scored in the game. So Bucks or Cowboys score tonight, and you use A to Z 200. That's $200 in your BetMGM account, and that is regardless of your bet's outcome. So whatever you think, get that skin in the game. Get involved on BetMGM, BetMGM.com, and the BetMGM app. All right, a little quick subtopic because I was curious about the chat and what you think. Bucks versus Cowboys. I think it's two and a half on BetMGM. So you know, it's a close line. This is this is like this is essentially a pick 'em a little bit because it's in Tampa. Eric says Bucks. Young says Bucks. Jared goes Bucks. Orlando Bucks. David says Cowboys. The boys for Kirk. Top tier goes Bucks. Cowboys from David Bucks. I mean, there's a lot more Bucks. Kenneth Pistol John. Uh, boys coming in from Steven. Corey says the Bucks, Cowboys by 10. Andre with the Bucks. I think this is this is the matchup I by far is are look, looking forward to the most out of all the games. We had, you know, had good games. The Dolphins Bills game was a good game. Like that ended up going down and being like, wow. Four hours the- of good game, too. That was a long, <laughs> it was a long game. <laughs> yeah, a lot of points, too. 60 plus points. And then last night, that was a good game uh, as it came down to the wire. Cowboys, Bucks. What do you think here? Because you know you got Tom Brady, as we just talked about, but the Cowboys, I think, are a better team, top to bottom. Yeah, let me put it this way. I'm looking at it right now. The ticket. I just talked BetMGM, Zach. I have a, a six-leg Super Wild Card Weekend parlay still alive on BetMGM. 49ers money line, Jaguars money line, Bills money line, Giants money line, Bengals money line, Dallas Cowboys money line. Whoa! We're riding it. We're plus 1470 on BetMGM. We're still alive. I'm thinking about cashing out. I don't know, but I'm sticking with the boys. I think people are being disrespectful to the Dallas Cowboys. I understand the narrative. Oh, it's Tom Brady. Dallas hasn't played their best football of late. Dak Prescott's turning the ball over seemingly two times every game and throwing it right to the defenders. People forget Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs. This defense is legit. They can run the ball with the best of them. I'm done with the Cowboys being disrespected. A week ago, we were looking at them maybe being the one seed. I think this is going to be a game that we all look back and say, why did we pick the Bucks over the 13 and four Cowboys? Like this was never, I think they're 13 and four, whatever it is. You're going to look up and say that was stupid. It was always the Dallas Cowboys against the eight and nine Buccaneers. But uh, that's my take. And I'm riding it on BetMGM. I think I'm talking myself into not cashing out just now. Well, so uh, Cowboys are 12 and five just because they lost that last game, but they were, they were a four loss team throughout the course of the season. Um, 
do you can you disclose how much you bet is it one dollar i mean it doesn't have to be big. No, was, yeah i mean it was my, it was one my units are 10 bucks so it was a ten dollar uh ten dollar parlay pay out 147 oh, that's like, a I'm, great that's a great bet yeah i i'm i'm fine hey no unit shaming it was just a nice little there's yeah. no unit shaming here there's no <laughs> unit shaming we bet responsibly with bet mgm and that was a nice responsible wager that i'm looking forward to rooting for tonight but yeah Zach, too, it comes down to this for me, and who knows what's going to happen, but Mike McCarthy has a lot of pressure on him tonight because the recipe for winning for the Dallas Cowboys starts with their play calling on offense and, to me, how much they run the football. Every time I watch Dallas disappoint in a game, I'm, I just am kind of racking my brain trying to figure out why you're dropping back with Dak Prescott and letting him throw it 45 times when you have Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard and the amount of success that you've had in the run game this season. But sometimes they just get away from it completely. And you saw it last week against Washington is that they're just not running the ball. It's why they've had success with Cooper Rush and they were able to win and stay competitive with Cooper Rush in the game because with a quarterback that wasn't trying to do too much, they relied on their backs and the ground game and Turns out that works when you can play good defense and can get five yards a carry. Yeah, I think that there's there's value right there. Um, let's shift to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is going to be a tough segment for uh, the chat. There, we got a lot of Titans fans in here, but Noah Noah gets some jackpot bucks. So it's not lunch money; it's jackpot bucks because it's nine ninety nine. So super late this morning, no problem. Want to get in on this signing any free agent quarterback this offseason would decimate the titans cap for this next season only quarterback i see noah sees being worth it is lamar and that's a long shot so noah i mean lamar is going to cost a lot of money (laughs) so you talk about like cap you talk about lamar jackson and you know daniel jones is going to get locked up he is a free agent but he's going to get paid especially after that playoff win i mean that is a guy zach Sneaky, I think would be just about the perfect fit for this team. But I don't see any way that the Giants don't pay him big and lock him up after uh, after that playoff win. I think Daniel Jones has a Ryan Tannehill ceiling, though. That's my problem. I mean, yeah, probably. I, like If you, but- you said, hey, this is going to be Daniel Jones's career, I would say losing an AFC championship game is his ceiling. I mean, the Daniel Jones that we've been seeing – in the latter part of this season though, that runs obviously very, very well uh, is especially good off of play action and bootlegs and RPOs and takes care of the football. That was the thing, the biggest story with Daniel Jones for the first three, four years, whatever it was, he's taking care of the ball right now. That's the type of quarterback. I feel like the Titans could use and he might have a ceiling, but at least for right now, that's a good fit. I just don't see how he's available. Yeah, he's like, not getting out of New York to go to Tennessee. No. Um, here's a question. The Jags, in epic fashion, come back and beat the – and I had I had the Chargers money line, so uh, I got to kind of – and that blew up a bunch of my parlays. 31-30, the Jags win in Duval on prime time in front of a lot of people seeing Trevor Lawrence grow up. Is the Jags playoff win a big deal, small deal, or no deal for the future of the AFC South? Right there on the screen 
Is the Jags playoff win a big deal, small deal, or no deal for the future of the AFC South? That's the question that we're asking. I think it's a really good question for the chat. We'll get we'll let the chat kind of uh, answer the question. Sam, would you tell the fine folks about Hughes and Coleman, the official injury lawyer of the Tennessee Titans? Yep, Hughes and Coleman, you just said it. The official injury lawyer of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, you have to call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation. Their phone number, just about as easy as it gets. It's 800 846 Hundred Hughes and Coleman has the resources that you need to go fight those big insurance companies and get you every dollar you deserve. Get that fair compensation, but you need the resources. They've got it. They've saved over $1 billion for their clients in Tennessee and Kentucky over the past 30 years. So go get your free case consultation. That's 800-800-4600 Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. BetMGM, download the app today. We love BetMGM, and they have a promo for you right here. Uh, The promo is A to Z 200. That's A to Z 200. You can't beat that. And A to Z 200, you place a $10 pregame wager on any pro football team to win with your first bet for new users. You get $200 when any touchdown is scored in the game. This is how you win money, people. All right. So you have a 10, you, you talk about units. You got a 10 unit, $10 unit play. Oh, well, $200 is going in your account for new users. Use the promo code ATOZ200. That's BetMGM. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older in Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications, eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets. Free bets are site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. For assurance, for problem with gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. All right, Sam, I'll let you go to the chat. Big deal, small deal, no deal. The future of the AFC South and that comeback playoff win for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, we got a lot of people filing in here. We'll start with Steven, who says big deal. Derek says big deal. Antonio, big deal. James says small deal. Tighten up says big deal. Christian, big deal. Mark, big deal. David says small deal. William, kind of going outside the, uh, the, he's saying huge deal. He's going even bigger than a big deal here. Uh, Darren says little deal. The Chargers lost the game. Antoine says big. B-Bird says big. Valentino says big. Uh, Billy Jones says small. Um, We're getting a lot of big deals here coming in. Jermel's in the big, big deal. Aaron says small deal. Titans Kyle says small deal. Uh, Zach says small deal right now unless they keep winning. Uh, this is our first no deal right here, but we got big deal. Small deal. Small from Jay Tyrus. Ken says no deal. It's not like they beat the Chiefs or the Bengals. David says no deal. The Titans have to expect at least one good, great team in their division at all times. That's a pretty fair point. Ron says big. Pistol says small. Zach, now I'll go to you. Big deal, small deal, no deal. The Jaguars comeback win 31-30 to over the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, for the future of the AFC South, this is a big deal. It is. Because it's the state of how the Jags are playing. They're a young team with a new coach that with a really good quarterback. And look, Trevor Lawrence threw the interceptions. I, I'm not... Sitting here like, I'm not blind to that. I know that he threw the picks. 
but the way that he rebounded after halftime and scored at the end of the second quarter to at least have some momentum saying, hey, guys, we can at least do something. It's not that we can do nothing. But here's the fact. They've won eight out of ten games. They've done the opposite of what the Titans did. The Titans lost seven in a row. You know, the Jags have won seven in a row. They've won seven, not lost seven, including a playoff game. I think this is big for the maturity of a maturity of the young quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. This is a big deal because sometimes, and I think especially in the NFL, you've got to prove to yourself that you could do it. And in year two, the number one quarterback selected who has been a champion in high school, in college, he's a winner. That dude wins, right? It's unlike, you know, Malik Willis played for Liberty. Trevor Lawrence played for Clemson. He's been on the biggest stages, and he has played really well in those big stages before. This is a big deal. Uh, Well, I'm going to hop in. I have no deal. I don't think this matters for the future of the AFC South whatsoever. Uh, That's not taking away from the win, from, you know, how impressive of a comeback it was, how cool it was to see Trevor Lawrence, even if you're a Titans fan, that was a pretty damn cool performance by Trevor Lawrence and the Jags to stick with it uh, and win that game and the, the, Ballsy call by Doug Peterson on the fourth and one to set up the game-winning field goal. It was all very fun to watch. But to me, Zach, the trajectory of the Jacksonville Jaguars does not change even a little bit from this game. They're playing with house money. Getting into the playoffs is great experience for them that they needed, but they're already in. And win or lose, getting Trevor Lawrence and this young group of guys that playoff experience was the value of this season, but a win, even a win next week. I don't know if it affects the future because the Jags are already on the street. They already know they have the quarterback. They already know they have the right coach. They already have these young pieces. So they're going to keep getting better. They're going to continue to ascend. This is just uh, kind of a fan base and a team playing with house money, enjoying themselves in the 2022 playoffs. For the Chargers, this was a huge deal. Like the Chargers just lost their head coach probably because of the way that they choked this game. That affects this, the, the future of the Chargers and the future of the AFC West. But nothing's changing in Jacksonville, win or lose. They could have lost that game by 50. Trevor Lawrence is still your quarterback. Doug Peterson's still your head coach. You still have the same weapons next season. So, I, like, I think that Damn. this is – Would you have said that when they were 2-6? and six? Would you have said that when they were three and well, seven? No, 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 no. No, that's but, the difference. But it's that it's them in the playoffs versus them not in the playoffs, and, and winning that. And game at two and six, t- nobody in their mind would have thought that they would be in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Not no, and AFC yeah. South champion, a hundred percent. But I'm saying, like, if you lose that game to the Chargers. Nobody looks at this Jag season as a failure. Like, you're still like, well, that was pretty dang cool. They made a run to the right, playoffs. Right, but the they experience, got that experience of the win, I think, is massive for Doug Peterson, who is a Super Bowl head coach, to convince. Sometimes you've got to convince your young players that you can do it. Everybody was critical of the Jags going out and spending hundreds of millions of dollars on guys like Brandon Sheriff and, and, and Christian Kirk 
and Zay Jones. They just piled money on there, and it worked, right? But and especially after the atrocity that was Urban Meyer, right, and all of the the saga that they had to go through last year with that, and they righted the ship, and at two and six and three and seven, and where they are now. I think because they have a core group of guys like and Trevor Lawrence is is the figurehead, right? Like he's he's not going anywhere. He's going to be there for a very long time, right? So now you're building this. I think that this is very scary. Well, here's my point here. And Christian probably makes your point pretty well here. The culture has changed there for sure. The culture has changed in Jacksonville. The culture did not change over the Chargers win, like the win over the Chargers. The culture changed over that, that two it months, works, though. But it, it, I think that was solidified over the two months of sticking to it, winning as many in a row as they did, catching the Titans, beating the Titans in primetime, and getting in the same way a lot of these franchises, like I have friends that are Miami Dolphins fans, that they, they lost to the Buffalo Bills. And with Skylar Thompson, they're still saying, you know what? That was a good season to get Mike McDaniel some experience, to get Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell together in the playoffs. It was a stepping stone year. So unless the Jags win the Super Bowl this year, I think they have stayed on the tr same trajectory that they were on a week ago when they beat the Titans, where it was like, dang, good for them. They're in. They're a good, fun, young team getting experience. That was the story a week ago. That was the story now. I don't think anybody in the Jags locker room is – buying in today and wasn't buying in five days ago like uh, this, i think after you win a playoff game i think i think winning five in a row or whatever it is getting back to nine and eight and beating your division rival at home to get in in prime time did that for you already like the, a playoff loss is massive like i'll use the chargers example what about you the went from feeling the good about now. your team to feeling like you have to fire your head coach the sky is falling Joey Bosa's a bonehead for making all these mistakes. Like, things are bad in Chargers world right now. Win or lose that game, Riley Patterson doinks that kick off the right upright, which he almost did. Nobody's looking at the Jags and being like, well, that's embarrassing. No, they're looking forward to watching them play next year. I don't see how it affects the AFC South at all. I think that they turn into probably the favorite, depending on who is drafted in the AFC South and what the Titans do at quarterback. Well, so I think, at, at the two and six, I think they're the favorite regardless. At two and six, they weren't. That's the point of what it's that not, did. We're not talking what is the eight-game winning streak or whatever it was for them. What does that do for the future of the AFC South? We're asking, what is this one win over the Chargers doing? Once the Jags got into the playoffs, I think their future, their trajectory, whether or not they were the favorite, was already solidified. The division goes through Duval. The division goes through Trevor Lawrence until the team makes a move to say otherwise. Well, and here's where I think the impact of the playoff win came in is, and look, people said I was crazy, said I was needed to be in an insane asylum. When I said week one, that it was going to come down to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans for the division. Sat there, clown emojis. All I got was clown emojis, clown emojis. Think about this, Sam, and remember this, and I'll remind Austin this because I, I will remember. January 16th, you have the big three in the AFC South. All right, excuse me, in the AFC. You've got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, 
and Joe Burrow. What if that fourth quarterback is Trevor Lawrence? And those now that Trevor Lawrence has won a playoff game, he believes that the Jags could win a Super Bowl at some point, or at least make it to a Super Bowl. I don't want to say win, but make it and start to ascend up the AFC South. The Titans were trying to be that fourth team, right? That we all knew after you know last year, when we knew that Joe Burrow was going to be good. We had already known Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. What if that fourth quarterback that we thought at one point was going to be Deshaun Watson when he was with the Texans, right? We thought that that was going to be the next few years. What if it turns into Trevor Lawrence and the Titans are on the outside looking in and they're fighting for wild cards? I think that this is a big deal. And the win, I think, gives the confidence. The playoff win gives the confidence to this team that maybe they that they can compete with the big dogs in the American Football Conference. Yeah, I mean, I think if that fourth quarterback is Trevor Lawrence, then that affects the AFC South. Then the Titans are in trouble. Then you well, have I to think find Saturday yourself. is one step in that direction. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I, like, I, I don't know. I If they win the Super Bowl this year, if they, like, I don't know. Zach, I, don't, I have a hard time with that because no matter what the Jags do in the playoffs this year, for me at least, and maybe I'm – I'm the one that's uh, kind of underrating them or whatever it is this year. No matter what they do in the playoffs, I think the mentality and the way I view the Jacksonville Jaguars next year is the same. Like, I don't think that there is a ton of extra buy-in, extra belief, extra motivation just because they win one game in the playoffs. I think if Trevor Lawrence is going to be that guy, he's going to be that guy and a win or loss. I agree with you. It's a step. But making the playoffs was that step. What if they, I, the Jags are if, not a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Ifs and buts, beers and nuts. What if they beat the Chiefs? Do you think differently or the same? I kind of still think the same. Oh, like I like it's fun now. And now the season. No, that now they turn into the Bengals. Now they flip. Now you can now look and say, "Wow, they've taken that next." Step. So this is where, I, and I don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs. So don't. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if if that happens, I do think of them differently in more of the light of what Cincinnati has built. And I yeah, and I can see that right. But because when I look at the AFC, when anybody looks at the AFC, it's what you said. It's Kansas City, it's Buffalo, it's Cincinnati. It's how can we beat those three teams come playoff time, come January, and it's not good enough to get in. Like Baltimore gets in every year, they're not good enough to beat those teams. You know, and the Titans have been good enough to get in. Haven't been good enough to beat those teams over the last couple of years, right? If Jacksonville can become one of those teams that can can get in that conversation, I 100% see that argument uh, because, like, that was Buffalo for a while. That was the Bengals for a while. And I go into next week saying, Bills, Bengals, I have no idea who's going to win that game, but it's going to be fun, and whoever wins it is probably going to play a really damn good game with the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Either way... I don't think the Jags are there yet. Maybe they do prove me wrong, but until they're in that conversation, I think their trajectory is just steady for me. And and it's a great year. Again, I told my buddy that as a Jaguars fan, like, dude, ride it out. Every Jaguars fan should be enjoying the heck out of this right now um, and living and dying with every snap. But if they lose to the, the Chiefs by 35, 
I also don't think that you should hang your head because that's not where you are. It's not where you were. And I don't think one win over the Chargers should alter your expectations for Trevor Lawrence or this team, even going into next year. Like you just want to take gradual steps. And that next step next year is to be in that conversation. Regardless, you already made the playoffs. Now it's time to compete for a Super Bowl. All right, let's get to some lunch money and then we'll get to ask me anything. Andre says it's a huge deal as they finally have a good coach to go with a built, well-built roster. Now they're gaining confidence and momentum. That's some of the things that we talked about. John, he struggled to say it, that Trevor Lawrence is good. Trevor Lawrence is good. Regardless of the picks, you got to be good to mount that type of comeback. So, look, I think that was a, a healthy conversation. We'll find out what, what happens uh, on Saturday as the, the Jags travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. That's really where they'll grow up, right? If you can compete with the Chiefs. It that, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Uh, let's give me – ask me anything. We're going to get to know each other and the chat a little bit more. But first, I am going to tell everybody about – Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where to go to get your new ride. Quick trip down exit, uh, quick trip down I-40 exit 236. I've been there. I've test driven these vehicles. They're awesome. The Palisade, it is it is a full-size SUV with third-row seating right there on the screen. You've got the Sonata, which is a four-door sedan. You've got the Ionic, which is battery-powered. They've got you covered with your perfect make and model. Painbone owns Wilson County Hyundai. It is family owned and operated. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. We've been talking about some of our picks for tonight, maybe for next weekend, that Jags Chiefs game. Go ahead and get involved on BetMGM for next weekend or even tonight and Monday Night Football between the Cowboys and the Bucks. Sign up using the code ATOZ200. That's A to Z200 sign up code and place a $10 pregame wager on any pro football team to win their game. And you get $200 into your account as long as a touchdown is scored in that game. Uh, one touchdown is scored. It's 200 bucks in the account, regardless of whether or not your bet hits. So that's the best way to kind of get involved with BetMGM and get yourself started on sports betting this NFL playoffs. That's A to Z 200 sign-up code on betmgm.com. All right, time for Ask Me Anything, Sam. Here's something that I don't know about you because I would not have known about you. And we're going to ask the chat. What is one of your hidden talents? Ugh. Yeah, it may take some time. So think on this. What is one of your hidden talents? So chat, think deep into what you you are, have your abilities to do. A hidden talent of yours that nobody may know about you, whether, I mean, it could be weird, it could be quirky, it could be, I don't know, you know, making you know, noises under your, I mean, that's a talent, right? Not everybody <laughs> can do that. Um, what is one of your hidden talents? And Sam, I'm, I'm curious of what yours is. I don't know if you've thought of yours yet. Yeah, I've got mine and it off the top of my head because this is the one that like, I feel like I tell anybody this about myself. Most people get surprised if you know me, know what I like to do day to day. It's probably surprising. I, uh, I am like, I don't want to say it. it feels weird to like toot my own horn. Oh, what's it talent? You, I'm asking yeah. you, right? So like, don't, well, I'm pretty good at like, uh, at theater 
actually, Zach. I uh, I did musical theater and theater for a while, so oh. I very, very much enjoy acting, um, enjoy script writing, playwriting, method acting, all kinds of different stuff like that. I did it for a very long time. Um, something I'm really, like, I don't want to say I'm passionate about it. I, I just have always dreamed. Actually, it's funny. Austin and I did a ask me anything. If you could be famous for one thing, what would you want to be famous for? I said, I would want to be an actor, uh, in Hugh like, Jackman. In, yeah. Oh, that would be, that'd be great. I love Hugh Jackman. I, I knew you did. <laughs> I, yeah. I can tell that the second I said Hugh Jackman, your eyes lit up a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of surprising, uh, you know, college athlete, uh, big sports guy, like I, all I do is sports, 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 sports. So when people hear like that, I'm kind of, a into theater as well it's kind of a surprise but i would say that's probably one of my my hidden talents that i like to break out every once in a while that's funny well because i always i tell the story you know the reason why i got into sports is when i was seven my dad took me to a Tampa bay buccaneers game in 1994 and it changed my life forever and i was like this is what i'm gonna do uh and i've spent my entire life's work up until that point doing this i always think what if you would take me to a broadway show <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah. like the trajectory of my life may have changed, right? You never know. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah. a good, that's a good hint out. Jared says he's got a crazy good memory. Uh, Devin does something that I cannot do, and he says that he can juggle. Um, let's see here. Yeah, thespian. That's we've got some calling you out in the in the chat in a good way. I want to hear the chat's hidden talents too. We haven't seen enough uh, chat hidden talents here. We got. Uh, here we go. This one will make you laugh. <laughs> uh, Charlie's hidden ta talent is disappearing once he hears his mother-in-law vi is visiting. Right, that's one of that. Um, so here, my hidden talent is actually something that you can see. Okay. okay? Is something you can see. Is it gonna be? I'm scared. Is it like a double jointed thing? Because that stuff usually makes me like tense up inside. I'm not very good with that stuff. No. I, and do you crack your knuckles? Yeah. I don't crack my knuckles anymore. Um, here is my hidden talent. All right. Keep an eye on the ear. Oh. I don't know if no, you can see that. I cannot. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to do that. I can see it. Yeah, you got the, the ear wiggling. I could. I, I got a little wiggle in my ear. It's probably, I mean, it's not It's not like that, right? But I can wiggle my ears. I've always was, been, yeah, this is a weird, like, I've always been, like, the worst at that. that you, people have, like, those little, like, hidden, like, I want to say body talents, like, tricks like that. Like, I can't snap. I can't whistle. I can't touch my n tongue to my nose. I can't roll my tongue. I can't do any of that stuff. So I and yeah, you know. I mean, look, it, it is lame. It is lame. I, I, <laughs> I'm not saying that, I'm saying that it's just unbelievable, but it is lame. I guess my other hidden talent is, and it it's not full expert mode because I couldn't do it probably for like 2000. And, well, I could probably guess, but. In the last 10 years, if you name a Titans game, I can tell you what uniform combination they wore. That's absurd. Right? So if, like, you went to a game and randomly picked a game, I could remember what Titans uniform combination that they wore. I, I have appreciation for that, just, like, memorizing weird stuff. But never would I think that uh, the uni – or the Sox report, uh, as uh, as Jack Gentry and Austin Huff would probably call it. Yeah, I don't know. 
Zach, I think the reason that your hidden talent is lame, according to the chat, is we your talents aren't hidden. We see your talents every day. So, oh, uh, no, man. So, that's hey, good way to, to not hidden. Some of us have to keep them hidden. Somebody like you, it, it, it shines every day. So, there you go. Well, look, that was a good uh, ask me anything. We thank everybody for joining us today, Sam. Uh, great show this morning. We'll find out what happens with the GM search, the offensive coordinator search for the Tennessee Titans, what happens tonight between the Bucks and the, the Cowboys. So great, great show. We enjoyed it. Make sure that you tune in to prime time. We got prime time as Buck uh, will hook you up tonight. And subscribe to our YouTube channel right there. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. That would help us out. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Do all of those good things. And we will see you bright and early tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Adios.